I think it'd be really like nice to connect with actual families, and then you know if they have any input or they have any um, like questions, where should we go? Kind of like being able to actually provide that feedback and be like, this is my experience. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, we can't do that with children until they're ten. And I'm like, well, I started backpacking when I was six. So actually, you can do it. You just have to have the mindset of like, give it a shot, even if it's for a day. So I think just providing that feedback. I'm like, well, I've actually experienced it, and you can do it too. And kind of encourage other people to actually do the things that kind of on their you know to do list. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing in the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Master Captain Angie Scott. All right, welcome everyone to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast. I'm Angie Scott, and I am at the Outdoor Media Summit. I just finished up my presentation, which I mentioned on the last episode I was a little nervous about, but we powered through it, and now it's relax time, so I get to chill the rest of the sessions. Um, but I'm here with Chelsea Ross from Crazy Fun Outdoor Adventures, and we're sitting poolside at the Hyatt Regency Resort in North Lake Tahoe, Incline Village. It's absolutely beautiful. Chelsea, have you been here before? I haven't. No, this is my first time. I'm very excited to what be do you, here. What do you think about it so far? It's so cool to just connect in person and just network, right? Yeah. And just It's so much harder to reach out in the internet world and just have right. no idea where people are. Yeah. So this is just so much easier. <laughs> what do you think about this area and the scenery? It's absolutely gorgeous. Isn't we it? We have like the best spot for a conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, you really couldn't get any better. Um, this morning we had breakfast. I mean, literally view of the lake while we're eating breakfast in the mountains, you know, Lake Tahoe, it's just gorgeous. So yeah, absolutely looking forward to the scavenger hunt this afternoon because we'll get to see and explore a little bit more of the surrounding area. Yeah, here we're going to walk a lot. (laughs) Yeah, probably get a lot of steps in this afternoon, but... um, So you're from Canada. Uh, I am. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're here. Um, I just love spending time in the outdoors, either going hiking, backpacking, cross-country skiing, and I've grown up with my family always doing all these activities, and I thought, you know what, if I can blog and share my information with either families and couples, because I do a lot of things with my partner, then that would be really cool to kind of share in a broader space. I've always loved sharing with friends and just, you know, like the travel community, because I love to travel as well. And I just thought, you know, like blogging, I love to write about it, so I figured why not kind of reach a broader audience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So talk a little bit about... Um, where you're from and some of the destinations that you love traveling to. Uh, yeah, so I'm from Edmonton, Canada, and um, yeah, I'm a speech-language assistant. I work with kids uh, full-time, and then yeah, this is just kind of a side um, side hustle. And yeah, I've traveled to like Bali, and I've gone hiking there. Okay. I've gone... Um, Norway and gone hiking there, France, like oh, wow. all, kind so of all broad. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's something I really haven't done much of. And I was even thinking about it yesterday as I was traveling from Nashville to here at a connecting flight in Denver. And I was just a little, I felt anxiety kind of a little bit the whole time. And then I thought to myself, well, 
at least I'm in the United States. This right. is a lot easier than if I was traveling to another country or something of For that sure. nature. You know the language, too. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what that experience has been like for you. Uh, well, it's been actually really cool. So I also I'm Francophone, and then I speak a little bit of Spanish. So going to France Ooh. is easy. Um, going to, like, I've been to Ecuador, and I know a little bit of Spanish. And with France and some sign language, you can kind of figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah, Australia is English. Um, Do you find those other countries, I've heard there's still a lot of English, like, signage and stuff like that, or yeah, is that not really? mostly in Europe, yeah, there's okay. a lot of English, so that's okay. Um, Bali was a lot, whatever their language is, Balinese, yeah. or whatever <laughs> it is. Um, so that was a little bit trickier, but people are really friendly, and you just ask questions. Hey, I don't know, I need to go here, can you tell me where to go? And I mean, in Bali was really cool, because I was able to take all these taxis, and they're really cheap. And so you just say, hey, I want to go here, and they just drive you. And it's just really convenient. Are you, uh, do you experience any kind of anxiety when you're traveling to these remote or different places where you don't know the language? Or are you pretty confident? I'm pretty confident. I mean, Ecuador, I went with a tour group, and we had, like, an English guide. So then that made it easier. I think if I really didn't know and we really need to find a place in, you know, like, certain countries, let's say, like, Ecuador, we wouldn't have probably taken a taxi. So if I don't necessarily know where I'm going and you ask the driver and you're just kind of relying on them, then it's a little bit more anxiety driven. Um, But I've kind of just realized that people want to show you the place. People are just friendly. So if you just kind of take, you know, that aspect of everyone's probably going to be nice and just ask questions and they'll be friendly and they'll help you figure it out. Do you have somebody that goes with you on these trips or are you solo? So I've mostly been, no, I don't do solo. (laughs) Yeah, I've mostly gone with my family. I've been very privileged to go all over the world with them and do all these activities. And then I do a lot with my partner, Chris. Okay. And we just, yeah, I I love doing things with people. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just so much of the interaction and things to share with people. You know, I do go hiking every once in a while by myself, but I prefer with someone else. (laughs) I think that's part of why I had some anxiety traveling yesterday because I was on my own and it's been a while. Right. Actually, probably since Outdoor Media Summit last year, I think maybe was the last time. Now, in the past, I've done a lot of solo trips, but once you get accustomed to having somebody with you all the time and then you do something solo, then it all of a sudden feels a little different. Well, and it's funny because I'm like, okay, like I'm going to Denver first and then I'm going to, you know, go to Reno and I'm like, it is, yeah. I'm like, but I totally got this. I'm like, yeah. I'm, you know, I have a lot of experience traveling. I can do this. And then, you know, you figure things out and I'm like, oh, okay. And then, of course I had to do customs in Canada. It seemed like so complicated. And I'm like, you know, just ask again, you ask someone and he helped me. And I was like, oh, I could totally do this. Right. And kind of like a little bit empowering yeah. to, you know, just travel by yourself, just go to a conference. And then I'm like, well, at least I'll be with people here. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And everybody here is so cool. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's, you know, it can be a little bit intimidating going to a conference or a summit like this solo, but then you, yeah, I mean, you just start talking to people and we're all like-minded. And, and they're all chill, right? And they're yeah. just like, you just, they get you and they want to be in the outdoors and passionate about it. I'm like, oh, this is like, yes, yeah. totally my it people. These are my people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you feel like, you know, you ha- already have that connection and you feel like, you you know, a lot of times you meet people here and you feel like you've known them a lot longer than for yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it doesn't even matter who you run into, right? Because last night with the reception, it's like, oh, you're going to have to introduce yourself and, yeah. you know, meet people. And I'm like, oh, that's a little bit nerve wracking. And then before you know it, you meet different people and you're like, oh, this is actually pretty easy. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I encourage anybody listening, if you have an opportunity, if, you know, you're passionate about the outdoors, which I assume you are for listening to the show, 
and you have an opportunity to attend an event like the Outdoor Media Summit um, or anything like this, I mean, even if it's just a local, you know, fishing meetup or something, go and you'll, you'll if you're if you're intimidated by it, um, I think if you put yourself out there and go, you'll be pleasantly surprised because um, we have we all have that connection and automatically you're just you're just family. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so, a good family. <laughs> yeah. So camping wise, um, have you ever done any glamping? That's a kind of a yeah. trending thing right now. Not really. Okay. No, normally use the tent or, okay. you know, you use like the big backpack and okay. go backpacking. But no, yeah. I haven't really done okay. a whole, like I do like nice resorts, let's say, but not necessarily right. like a nice tent outside. Yeah. You know? I haven't either. Okay. You know, I've seen it online and stuff and it looks really cool. Uh, I would love to experience the whole glamping thing. Yeah, I've seen, like, glamping in, like, Africa, let's say. Right. Like, all these nice huts. Or let's say you go to Peru and do Machu Picchu and kind of the same thing. Yeah, people, like, camping, bringing your stuff. And I'm like, oh, that seems, like, really upscale. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that would be very cool. Well, so where are some of your favorite places to go camping? uh, Definitely the Rockies, like the Canadian Rockies. I spent a lot of time there and just hiking and uh, backpacking. Uh, kind of Nascus area. Yeah, anything in BC or Alberta. Just okay. spent like tons of time. Skyline, Aqual Trail, Montesinaboyne. Yeah, just like gorgeous spots and kind of done them so many times just because they're absolutely gorgeous areas. To nice. Just hike. Um, how do you do in the winter? I do cross country skiing. Okay. So I uh, do okay. a lot of cross country skiing. I uh, do classic. Um, they have a set tracks to go cross country skiing. We have that at uh, cooking like Blackfoot or Strathcona Wilderness Center, like about an hour away from home, which is really convenient. Sometimes we do downhill skiing as well, but that's a little bit further. And of course, way more costly, right? So we right. do less of that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I try to make sure that I'm outdoors all the time. It's Sweet. so good for your mental health and your it, physical absolutely. health. Absolutely. Uh, snowshoeing, do you ever do that? I have done it a little bit. I don't act like I, ha- I used to have like the big, huge ones, you know, so yeah. you <laughs> use those ones. Um, I've never invested in like the smaller ones. And I, like, if I'm hiking in the winter, then I'm like, well, I should just be cross-country skiing. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like, like, I'll go for walks, but I haven't really geared myself to do snowshoeing. Like, maybe if we got into it or knew other people that did it, but since I have cross-country skiing or downhill skiing or walking just in the neighborhood, I haven't really yeah, yeah tried it out all that much. I get that, yeah. <laughs> so I'm from Minnesota originally, so I kind of understand the whole uh, lifestyle, you know, right. when you... Um, live in a colder climate area you've got to find ways to get outdoors and it's interesting now that I live in Tennessee versus my childhood growing up in Minnesota um it's you wouldn't think it but it's a much more outdoor focused um culture right than it is down in Tennessee where it's warmer right but in the winter people just kind of tend to, from my experience or what I've observed, kind of tend to s- shut down and right. stay indoors. Yeah, we um, have, like, winter can be six to eight months if we did yeah, that. Exactly, <laughs> we yeah. We wouldn't have much of a life. So yeah. it's interesting, you know, being in the north where it gets cold for that long of a period of time, people have figured out how to stay active year-round. Oh, for sure. And um, I definitely suffer from the, what's it called, the seasonal affective disorder oh, yeah, yeah. or whatever it's called because of the, you know, it gets dark so early. It's just dark a lot I'm of the just, time. Yeah. I'm just so, I, I love the sun. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of designed a lifestyle where I can go down to Florida right. in the winter months. But um, I, I give props to all of you up in those uh, parts of 
the the world that it, it's cold and dark and you still you know stay active and get out yeah I'm definitely also affected by that so I definitely yeah. you know I, even at the end of the day I'm like okay you have to go for a walk even if it's like for half an hour let's say but it'll still make you feel so much better right yeah. and even if it's in the neighborhood and then you know close to Christmas people have the lights out so then it's right. you know you have nice kind of uh like a walk and then I kind of tell myself okay well that's November December and then slowly you know light will come back and but yeah, I try to make it at least one once a weekend to go cross country skiing or for a walk or mm-hmm. I really like skating. So oh, like skating nice. too. Yeah. Cool. That's uh one thing I never really got into. I started um I actually uh used hockey skates. Okay. Yeah. Um and I never learned how to stop. Oh yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or can be. <laughs> yeah. That's like a whole uh, you know, thing. I think once you get it, you get it, but I never got to that point. So I would just slow down. Yeah, slowly, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got this blog and it's a side hustle. What, what's your vision for it? I mean, I know you're just getting started and you're, and you know, the, at this event, you're getting a lot of feedback from people and kind of taking in all the information you can, but if you had your druthers, what's your, your vision for it? I think it'd be really like nice to connect with actual families. And then, you know, if they have any input or they have any um, like questions, where should we go? Kind of like being able to actually provide that feedback and be like, this is my experience. And I know a lot of people like, Oh, we can't do that with children until they're 10. And I'm like, well, I started backpacking when I was six. So actually you can do it. You just have to have the mindset of like, give it a shot, even if it's for a day. So I think just providing that feedback, I'm like, well, I've actually experienced it and you can do it too. And kind of encourage other people to actually do the things that kind of on the, you know, to do list bucket list, but kind of tell themselves, Oh, I don't know if I can actually do this or even like be able to like guide some hikes or something. Right. And or you've been a one night backpacking trip and kind of help people um, kind of give themselves some self-confidence of like, Oh, I can do this. It's actually not bad, but just having a go-to person to even ask questions or guide them. Yeah. So they can do it too. Cause I just want people to hang out in the outdoors. It's just so wonderful. Well, um, you know, I, I've interviewed quite a few people on this podcast, and one interesting thing that I would recommend to you to consider down the road is uh, a lot of people that I've interviewed, they uh, put together these curated trips packages okay. to places you've been before, Right. maybe relationships you have with destinations, you know, certain campgrounds or right. um, resorts or whatever it may be and guide them on these trips because then they don't have to do it if they're scared to do it on their right. own they have somebody that's kind of walking them through and guiding that's, along so right that, that's okay totally something you could do down the road right to, you know, keep in mind for sure to grow i think that would be right up your alley yeah because i mean like if people are scared of the like just going by themselves in the indoors and then you add a traveling aspect, which can also be very anxiety right. driven. And right, even if you go with a family, but you don't really know what to expect. You didn't really travel a lot growing up. Then yeah, for sure. Yeah. I can totally see that. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited bad. to, I'm glad to have gotten to met you at this conference and I'm excited to see your blog grow and I know you can do it. I can oh, tell you. you're passionate <laughs> about it and it's a lot of work for people out there listening that for sure. might oh, yes. not realize. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so kudos to you for taking the step to get it started. And uh, well, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. It's yeah, been great to meet my you pleasure. All. I'll put links to your socials and your blog in the show notes for this episode. So hopefully, people can 
you know, click and follow along as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Angie. My pleasure.